Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, February 27th, 2020. A leap year, by the way. So don't forget, uh, March doesn't happen until Sunday. Okay. Now, today I've got to warn you. I'm going to be offering some high-octane speculation because I just find things a little too coincidental. And I'm going to be offering a high-octane speculation with no evidence whatsoever <laughs> for what I'm about to interpret, other than a kind of perhaps uh, contextual suggestion. And we'll be getting to the story I want to talk about. It's a very short story, and there's almost nothing about it right now on the news. So I want to go back to a blog I wrote earlier this week. And it's basically a blog about two can play the covert operations game. And I'm going to take the unusual step, in case you're not a regular reader of the website, I'm going to take the unusual step of reading my entire blog before we get to today's news and views story, because it kind of sets the context. And I'm going to set a little more context when we actually get to the main story. So this news and views may be a little longer than most of them, but I got to tell you, my suspicion meter, even though there's no evidence <laughs> for the speculation I'm about to offer, my suspicion meter is in the red zone on this one, okay? So here's the blog from earlier this week uh, in its entirety um, from Tuesday, Two Can Play the Covert Ops Game. If you're a regular reader here, or even if you're relatively new to this site, I suppose today it would be helpful to reiterate a hypothesis that I've held for some time. And judging by the amount of commentary and emails I've received regarding the coronavirus story, I think it is fair to say that many, if not most of you, share that hypothesis. The hypothesis is that there is some kind of covert warfare, a covert mafia war, being waged right before our eyes. But it remains hidden because so much of it appears in the guise of accidents or acts of nature, or if it is reported, is reported as an isolated incident of malware or a computer glitch ex machina. In a world where technology has, is now capable of manipulating weather or stimulating earthquakes, the epistemological problem of analyzing events is compounded. One is left to argue or analyze as best as one might, but is never able to advance from hypothesis to theory. We're all reading tea leaves. Inevitably, one confronts a kind of individual who would rather maintain the simplest theory, usually with invocations of the typically misunderstood name of Occam, lifted wildly out of the theological context in which he formulated his celebrated razor, rather than entertain more complex notions like covert warfare and factional infighting and so on. With that caveat on the record, however, I'm going to apply my hypothesis, hopefully with a bit of intriguing parallelism, to a very unusual and seemingly not very significant little story. And then I cite a link, and you can go on the website and look at this blog, and you'll see the link for the story. Here's the essence of the story. 
Tuesday's news that a ransomware infection shut down a U.S. pipeline operator for two days has generated no shortage of questions, not to mention a near-endless stream of tweets. Some observers and armchair incident responders consider the event to be extremely serious. That's because the debilitating malware spread from the unnamed company's IT network, where email accounting and other business is conducted, to the company's operational technology, or OT network, which automatically monitors and controls critical operations carried out by physical equipment that can create catastrophic accidents when things go wrong. Others said the reaction to the incident was overblown. They noted that per the advisory issued on Tuesday, the threat reactor never obtained the ability to control or manipulate operations, that the plant never lost control of its operations, and that facility engineers deliberately shut down operations in a controlled manner. This latter group cited as evidence that the infection of the plant's industrial control systems or ICS network appeared to be unintentional on the part of the attackers. And I'm quoting the article there about the malware attack on a gas uh, production facility in Texas. Now back to me. Details are frustratingly scarce. According to an advisory published by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, the ransomware infected an unnamed natural gas compression facility. The attack started with a malicious link in, fi in a phishing email that allowed attackers to obtain initial access to the organization's information technology network and later pivot to the company's OT network. Eventually, both the IT and the OT networks were infected with what the advisory described as commodity ransomware. The infection of the OT network caused engineers to lose access to several automated resources that read and aggregate real-time operational data from equipment inside the facility's compression operations. These sources included human-machine interfaces, data historians, and polling servers. The loss of these resources resulted in a partial loss of view for engineers. Facility personnel responded by implementing a deliberate and controlled shutdown to operations that lasted two days. Compression facilities and other geographic locations that were connected to the hack facility were also shut down, causing the entire pipeline to be non-operational for two days. Normal operations resumed after that. And that's the article and the quotation from the article in my blog. Back to me. In other words, remain calm. All is under control. Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> But I suspect there's another story here, beyond that even implied by the article itself that the malware infection caused a shutdown of natural gas compression plants for a couple of days. If one applies my covert operations template to the interpretation of that outage, then at the minimum we're looking at a possible form of economic dislocation warfare. There is, I suspect, a deeper possible story. In my book, Hidden Finance, Rogue Networks, and Secret Sorcery, I reviewed a little-known spy case called the Farewell Case. Farewell was the code name for a mole inside the technical branch of the KGB that was being run by French intelligence 
during the height of the confrontation between the Reagan administration and the revolving door of entities in the Kremlin in the early 1980s, Chernyenko and Dropoff and finally Gorbachev. The Farewell case was the most highly placed mole inside the Soviet Union that any Western power had ever run. So highly placed was Farewell that he managed to supply the French security and intelligence services with the KGB's technology shopping list of things that it wanted to buy or steal from the West. Then French President Francois Mitterrand personally informed President Reagan of the existence of this mole and shared the KGB shopping list with Reagan shortly after Mitterrand's election. The Reagan administration then used this list to give the Soviets what they wanted, allowing them to steal software that contained a backdoor. A few months later, this software was allegedly used to cause a massive explosion in, you guessed it, a Soviet natural gas pipeline, an explosion so massive that it was visible from space. At that same time, of course, the Promise software scandal was just getting underway, and a number of books, including a novel called Soft War, <laughs> appeared outlining how cyber warfare could be conducted against an enemy by using compromised software. The reaction, inevitably, was that Russia just a few years ago decided that for secure internal communications, typewriters were the way to go. Meanwhile, both Russia and China established their own cyber warfare and security departments. In other words, two can play the covert cyber warfare operations game. And perhaps, just perhaps, that's what we're looking at here. Consider only that this event was being watched by the Department of Homeland Security. Now, that was just two days ago, folks. And today, I had another story completely lined up to do my news and views on. But just today, there's a short story at Zero Hedge Out. And it's literally so short, I can read the entire article in probably less than a minute. And I want you to listen not only to the story, but to the uh, rather large lack of information here. Uh, the story is titled, Explosion Rocks the Largest Oil Refinery Plant on the West Coast. And it goes like this. This is the Zero Hedge article. A massive explosion ripped through the largest oil refinery plant on the West Coast in the overnight hours, sending giant fireballs into the sky visible from 20 miles away. Fire crews on Tuesday were dispatched, Tuesday night, pardon me, were dispatched to the Marathon Petroleum Company's refinery in Carson, California, around 10.50 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for reports of an explosion in a cooling tower. Now, I have to wonder, is this the same company that was attacked by the malware attack on the natural gas compression plant? No news, no reporting thus far about this, so we're left kind of wonder. But in any case, continuing the article, the Los Angeles County Fire Department said the fire was contained hours later in the early hours on Wednesday morning. That would be just yesterday. So in other words, this fire took place Tuesday. I didn't know about it. No one had sent me the article as I'm blogging about to play the covert operations game. The incident comes as... Uh, 
the WTI tumbles into a bear market down 25% in the last 33 sessions, mostly due to a demand shock from China after the COVID-19 outbreak shut down two-thirds of its economy. All right, now, that's the article. That's all we know. I'm going to advance my hypothesis that this may not be an accident, that maybe we're looking at real honest-to-goodness covert warfare behind the scenes. And in support of that point of view, and again, folks, I want to stress here, there is no evidence in the article or from what anything I've seen that this could be a, a deliberate event rather than simply an accident. Oil refineries do explode. We do have accidents at oil refineries. There's no doubt about that. But the context here is what bothers me. I want you to go back a few years and remember some very interesting stories. And these, again, were reported as isolated incidents. I think that we may be looking at chunks of the, of the iceberg above the waterline that look like separate icebergs, but you go below the waterline and it's one big chunk of ice. In other words, we might be looking at related events. So that first event I want to bring to your attention was a few years ago. There was that strike against an electrical power substation just south of the Silicon Valley that was so well executed that the authorities, the law enforcement authorities and the FBI concluded that this was a professional strike. They went in and took out an electrical substation within a matter of minutes and in some versions of the story made off with some sensitive equipment before the authorities could even respond. Then, shortly after that, a few weeks after that, there were further strikes in San Francisco on the Internet where people actually went underground into the city underground system and severed, physically severed, several internet cables. And again, the strike looked like it was very professional. People went in, they knew exactly what they were going for, they severed the cables and they got out before law enforcement could respond. And as far as I know, that's still an open case. Then we had the unusual event within this same general time frame a few years ago, where the Salt Lake City air traffic control went down, and again, it was a computer malfunction, okay? Then we had a further attack in Arizona on the internet cable between Flagstaff, Arizona, and Phoenix, Arizona, where again, someone knew exactly where to go, and they severed, physically severed, the internet uh, cabling between uh, Flagstaff and Phoenix, Arizona. Then... This is another key thing here, I think, contextually, for my argument that we may be actually looking at some form of covert warfare. Remember all those Chinese chemical plant explosions that began with that large chemical plant uh, in Changjin, just uh, a little bit east of Peking. And again, there was something mighty peculiar, in my opinion, not everybody's opinion, about that chemical plant explosion, because when you looked at the photographs of the crater from that explosion, it was both very narrow and very deep. It was a deep conical crater. It was not the signature of a typical uh, explo a crater explosion, which would have been rather shallow and, and concave. It was kind of conical and very deep. And some people, including myself, 
speculated that perhaps that plant was taken out by a kind of rod of God uh, kinetic weapon. That was followed by several other chemical plant explosions. We've seen ammunition dumps in Russia. I've blogged about these within the last year and a half or so exploding. So there's a lot of strange accidents going on around the world, particularly in China and Russia. Now we've got these two incidents in America. And of course, we've got the coronavirus thing going on in China, which to my uh, to, in my opinion and in, in my perspective, does have some hallmarks of being a deliberately engineered event. And it's crippled the Chinese economy at the worst possible time that it could have crippled it. Some of their sovereign securities are coming due and so on and so forth. So the timing here is something that makes it very suspicious in my opinion. And this oil refinery explosion coming within the same time frame as a malware attack, which they're telling us was not appears not to have been intentional on the natural gas compression plant. Folks, I'm just too suspicious at this stage uh, to, buy, to buy the publicly released stories. So this oil refinery explosion may be a harbinger of something more to come. I don't know. It's pure speculation, but in the context of everything else going on right now, corona and so on and so forth, I think we have to be perhaps not as ready to indulge in high-octane speculations as I am, but at least a little cynical and skeptical of explanations uh, coming from the authorities without some further data. And it's the absence of data here that really bothers me. If the Los Angeles Fire Department is able to get an oil refinery fire under control that quickly, then no doubt they have some idea of what may have caused it. And again, I have to wonder if it's the same company or a related company as this malware attack. That's my high-octane speculation for the day, folks. Uh, I think we're, we're looking at possibilities here that we need to consider not get overboard and into highfalutin conspiracy theories or so on and so forth, but at least entertain the hypothesis until we know otherwise. Anyway, and I'm noticing, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, I haven't even uh, been following the comments here in the chat room, but somebody here in the chat room is also reminding us about the hacking of Equifax. Let's remember the hacking of Sony. We've seen the hacking of Wells Fargo. We've seen the hacking of uh, a bank in England, I forget which one, it was National Westminster or Barclays or one of those banks in England. Uh, we've seen the hacking of J.P. Morgan. So there, there does appear to me to be something going on. And I don't think, I don't think we're looking at, um, I don't think we're looking at just one master player behind all of this. I think we're looking at a number of different players, and that's why interpreting all of these events gets to be rather difficult. And yeah, uh, someone in the chat room says, promise uh, promise software blowback. This could be another aspect of it. Uh, the, the Chinese spy case recently in this country with the spy at Los Alamos, it's known that he did use one of those promise backdoors to siphon information out of there. So who knows what's going on here, folks? But I do think that we have to be very aware 
that all cyber systems are not secure. They have no integrity. And for those of you who are pushing cryptocurrency and all that, please remember, these systems have no integrity. Uh, if you've got the expertise, you can burrow your way into them, and particularly if you're a state actor like this country or China or Russia or India, anybody that has established cyber warfare security departments, um, they can burrow their way into these things. So lots to consider here. I just toss that speculation out for you just to kind of put it over here on the shelf and be aware of it. And if you see anything that looks to you like this may be going on, please pass it along to me because uh, this, this whole subject is of interest to me. Anyway, a reminder, there's no vid chat this Friday. Uh, I suspect there will be one a week from Friday. I've not made up the schedule for March yet. Um, I'm planning to do so this weekend, so I do suspect there will be one a week from this Friday. But there is no vid chat this Friday. So that's it, folks. I'll see you on the flip side for more high-octane speculation. Take care, everybody, and God bless.